You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello there, folks. How we doing? Welcome to another Tales from the Hood mini-sode. I am Alvin Williams. Joined always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. What's going on, man? Not much, man. What's up? Not much, man. I, I just, uh, I don't want to ever stop being so excited to hear about people's fucked up situations that they find themselves in. Yeah. It's just, as this has been, this was a brilliant idea, man. I mean, like, this was like being able to engage with people, hearing these crazy, unbelievable stories about neighbors and hoarders and ghosts. And it just is such a different flow, you know, and it allows us to really interact with people and learn about who listens to this podcast and what you guys are experiencing on a day to day basis. It's been super fun. Uh, I'm sure you would agree, friend. Absolutely, man. What have been some of your favorite types of stories that you've heard? Like, like what, is, what is your genre that you would like to hear more of and have enjoyed hearing? I like a little twist. Ooh, like okay. Have a little twist. Okay, so you want you you like the you you like them to take ownership and craftsmanship in their writing, yes. to misdirect you and properly lay it out so that when we get to the end, it's like bam. Yep. You thought this, but, but here we go. Yep. A Shyamalan twist. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's Fran. That's a note yeah. from Fran. Don't just give us what's happening in the front. Take us on a little bit of a walk. Take us on a stroll. Yeah. Lead us into it, and then boom. Maybe a third of the way in. That's when you turn up the heat. Fucking leave us on the edge of our yeah, seats. That's how you keep me engaged. That's how I stay engaged in the story. I get to follow what's going on. Mm-hmm. I can try to piece it together as we go. Kind of figure out what's going to happen, but then I'm wrong. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. You're asking for a lot, but I like it. Let's challenge them to do better. <laughs> yeah. Challenge them. You like it when it goes, and I know how I said it was like this, but it wasn't. Yeah. You like you like a lean in. Yeah. That's all right. Put your writing skills to the test. I like that. Put your writing skills to the text. To the te- text. Text. Put your te- right. Put your text skills <laughs> to the test. Yes. Affirmative murder at gmail.com. Tales from the hood. Hit us up. I want you to be doing those. Yeah, you start us off, and it was a beautiful day. Da, 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 until it wasn't. Yeah. What about yeah. you? What kind of stories do you like? I am. Uh, you know, I've, I've I've made no illusions about the fact that I do love hoarding stories. I do love crazy neighbor stories. Mm-hmm. It's just something about. Uh, last episode we did, uh, what was her name? Janelle. She did a story about a neighbor who was like a radical incel, whatever neighbor who had signs in his front yard and yeah. all this, and she still bought the house. Yeah. You know, I love those stories about people being like, you know, when I went and checked out the house, there was a guy in tidy whities checking his mailbox. And I just was like, oh, whatever, it's fine. And then it turns out he eats people. So I bought the house. Didn't think anything of it. <laughs> right. Then the six months later, the police were at his house and they found six bodies in his backyard. Mm-hmm. Follow your instincts, man. Or no, better yet, no. Don't follow your instincts because then we don't get the stories. And they don't always have to be extreme. Nobody has sure. to die. But somebody that just like turns out like, oh, they're extremely crazy and like yell things or they throw jars of piss into your yard. Yeah, but also, man, you know, some people can't pass up a good deal, man. It's just- Great fair house like the housing market is in shambles the cost of living is crazy waving a machete everywhere yeah it's like i mean this is a this is a three-bedroom colonial like i mean (laughs) for under 190 below market yeah i mean this is crazy how could i pass this up the apr on the loan is insane like i mean (laughs) i mean was his door smeared and shit yeah Yeah, but like that's his door yeah my door looked great yeah had a knocker on it rates are great you know yeah i can't can't pass this up i'm locked in i mean did you see the stained glass come on How many houses have stained glass these days? Treat yourself better than this. Okay? 
Anyway, those so those are mine. I like crazy neighbor stories. I also have been enjoying the ghost ones. Do I believe in ghosts? I can't say. <clears throat> I think an apparition right. just got me. Oh my god, ghost! Uh, yeah, ghost just got me just now. I can't say definitively yes or no because I just have never seen one. But I enjoy the conviction of somebody telling a story that they saw a ghost and would never tell them you're wrong because I wasn't in that room. Well, it's the last or stuff that you haven't seen that you believe. I'm sorry. It's the last stuff you haven't seen that you believe. Like dinosaurs. You believe I've dinosaurs seen, exist. I've seen bones You've seen of dinosaurs. Di- man, all right, go ahead. Read. Let's risk it to the emails, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the bones of dinosaurs, man. Let's get to the email. I've bro. seen the DNA of them being able to trace the lineage. I mean, you've been away where shit just fall. You haven't been in the house where shit just fall off the counter. Uh, yeah, you know, like, the wind. The a gust of the wind. wind? The wind. The wind. The wind exists. I can't see the wind. So if you want to, I mean, you know. Okay, all right. You can't see wind? <laughs> see tornadoes all the time. That's wind. Now, now, that's now not, I'm not making a point. Now though. you want to, now you want to be a technical Terry, <laughs> and that's fine. Be a technical, technical Terry, and yes, you can see a tornado. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, our first email is from Kamisha, longtime listener. Shout out to Kamisha, Shout doing out. her thing. Think she's down there in Flow Rider, doing Kamish. her thing. Whoa, I'm gonna be with those. You know the Flow Rider songs. Great guy. He's a great rapper, man. Yeah. You know, um, the club can't handle me right now. Still a banger. Anyway. Kamisha, you know what it is. Shout out to you. This email kicks off with, hey, Alvin and Fran, I hope y'all enjoyed Thanksgiving. Love y'all and love the show. Never thought I would have a tale from the hood story, but surprise, motherfuckers, you can tell, you can call me whatever you want. Yeah, well, I can uh, call you Kamisha. Yeah. yeah what, what, that's what's your I, name? That's what, that's what I call you. I call you Kamisha. Can I call, call you Kamish? Special K, what up? Anyway, let's begin. I went to a high school in South Florida. I knew she was from Florida. I went to a high school in South Florida. My high school produced equal parts professionals and inmates. <laughs> during my <All> junior right. <laughs> during my junior year, this new guy started midway through the year, midway through the semester. So everyone kind of noticed the new person. Mm-hmm. I remember that he was older than me, but a year behind. He was okay. athletic and good looking, and girls liked him. Man, it's good to man. That's a good feeling to be the new guy and like. You have all the quality. It's high school, so it's superficial. Good, it's a good feeling for you, yeah, but it's a bad feeling when you're already at school. When you're already the man? Yes. You know what? And I've been that guy more times than not. Yeah. The guy where I'm like, you know, I got my. Gr- I've been I've been here since the first day of school. Yeah. I had to put in work and be funny and get the girls to give me attention in the classroom. And then some new kid just comes into the math class yeah. halfway through the year, and they're like, "Oh, he's tall and he has curly hair." Yeah. Hi. It's something new. I've been in a situation too. It was like, fuck yeah, off. Fuck that guy, yeah. man. I've been here. Oh, you have green eyes. <laughs> Your name's DeMonte. You're from Boston. You have a Boston accent. Fuck off. All right, man. I'm, listen, man, I just, I'm, I'm just saying people come in and they think they can just come in and, and take over a classroom when you've been putting in the work since day one, charming the teacher and being funny yeah. and talking to everyone and socializing and selling candy. I get that. Working hard, being the candy guy, having to develop a personality. Some guy just gets to come in and be tall with green eyes. The nerve of him. Them, the hypothetical person. <laughs> So, yeah, this person comes in. He, he's a new kid on the campus. The girls like him. Once he played a message for me from some girl describing all the things she wanted to do to him sexually, uh, if that wasn't clear. She put that in parentheses. Yeah. <laughs> he wore nice sneakers, had a binder with his modeling photos. Oh, fuck this guy, man. This guy, you know what, man? Fuck this guy. And not much else. Wait, what's the, is this high school? College? This is high school. He's older than her, but behind a grade. Oh, okay. So he's an idiot, he's a an big idiot. handsome a idiot, good-looking idiot. Yep, and is uh, probably a uh, 
A narcissist. Oh, definitely a narcissist. <laughs> definitely got several girls at the school pregnant. This guy's a menace. I can already tell who he is. This guy's coming guy, through. Just he has hurricane. All on his binder. Man, he caused a lot of fights because you know there was somebody that they've been dating since freshman year. He comes in, takes them from the. Yeah. This guy's a fuck. This guy. Fuck this guy. <laughs> so then he started bringing a book to school, but he never really had books. Okay. So uh, yeah. So he brought one book. One day we were having lunch outside. No one ate at the cafeteria. We had people that would pull up and sell Chinese food. Like, what do you mean people? Eventually that had to stop. Huh? What do you mean people would pull up and sell chi- like loose Chinese food from another Chinese business or like a food truck? Kamisha, send us in another email with you yeah. know f- follow up on that. What do you mean people would? What do you mean people would show up and sell Chinese food? That's crazy. Like, like, like Chick-fil-A do uh, sandwiches. At, 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 at basketball games, yeah. like you bought loose Chinese, like, he's like, what do you have? Well, we have chow mein, lo mein, uh, general social, you like, you didn't even order it. Like, they just have orders Savvy, ready. Yeah. That's crazy. Kamisha, you are talking crazy. That's so Florida though. Just like whatever, do, what do you have in there? Egg foo yum? Uh, sure, I'll take that. Yeah. Who gets Chinese? You get your own order. You get what you want. I need, I need to follow up on that. That is and, what they want though. They are like, what you got? And they say, we got this. Okay, I'll take it. Right? <laughs> That's not how I order food. I don't go to restaurants. I'm like, what do you just have? Yeah, you do. That's cooked. You eat at uh, what's that pizza place called? What pizza place? <laughs> that fucking pizza place. What is this? The uh, pizza's already spit. It's already ready. I don't know. Ready. I don't eat anywhere where you're. I don't know. Listen, don't ever you know talk about. I get the, my pizza to order fresh. No, what are you no. saying? What's the pizza place that you can go in? It's it already, is already spinning. You yeah. just get pizza. Yeah. What's the go like pizza pizza? That what's that? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> little Caesars crazy. pizza? Yeah. I don't even know damn little. Get off me. I don't even know damn little Caesars. Do. I don't even know little Caesars pizza, man. Pizza pizza. I don't eat at little Caesars pizza. Never have, never will. Eat on damn little Caesars pizza. <laughs> and that's different. Pizza's different. Uh. <laughs> Chinese food is so complex in different orders. Yeah, Rice, noodles. Yeah, pizza's true. pizza. Yeah. I would eat. I'm, it's all it's probably all sweaty. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, the chicken's not crispy anymore because it's been in a no, mo- in one of those heat bags. No, that's that's crazy. insane. That's crazy. Kamisha, send us more details on that. And eventually it had to stop, I'm sure, because somebody got sick. <laughs> that's my right. guess. Like, How long has the person been out there with food that's just cooked whenever you don't even know? Anyway, that just oh, that man. threw me so off. <laughs> so they said we would get a Chinese food from some random person or we could get pizza, fried conch, which I guess is like a fish. I've heard of that. I've never eaten it before, etc. Everyone's eating, and then we hear the blades of a helicopter, sirens, mm. and just chaos. But we can't see much. We assume the cops were looking for someone that ran onto our campus. Oh, I mean, it's South Florida. We're always in the news. Anyway, the bell rang, and we went back into class for the next period. All was uneventful, and we went home. The next day, I got back to campus, and one of my friends says, they arrested Jermaine. Of course, his name is fucking Jermaine. Apparently, he had been manufacturing and selling cocaine. Whoa. Yeah. Why even come to school? Yeah. Oh, so he can show off his, new, show off, show off his shoes and mm, get girls. He always has great shoes. He always has yeah. great shoes. Yeah, he just came to school to get girls. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, obviously, he didn't do any great. He, he didn't failed. have books. <laughs> he failed. He, didn't, he brought a binder that just had pictures of himself on it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm the subject. Jermaine's the subject. Anyway, uh, he was selling, manufacturing and selling cocaine. The cops came to arrest him. He ran and evaded them for some time, only for the K-9 unit to find him hiding under a car. And then I, so he went to jail. (laughs) (laughs) One of my teachers knew we were cool and told me that he was going to to take me to see him in jail. Hmm? (laughs) 
I'm not sure why he picked me as I as I reflect on this. A lot of this seems sketch, but I digress. I went to visit him. Okay, my y'all were that cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. My teacher wanted me to help him help keep him on track. Listen, I'm good. Everybody deserves a chance. I don't. I don't think Jermaine cared about school. I, it's just my. He guess. didn't at all. No, like what, you're gonna go and take him. He's in jail. You're gonna go bring him trigonometry assignments. Yeah. You think he's gonna do them? I don't know. Maybe she had a way. Of, you know, sometimes all those hard exterior dudes have like one person that can speak to them, and yeah, you know, she might have been that for him. So he's like, I she's agree. like, Jermaine, go in yourself. Go do this work. And he's like, All right, come here. All right, Kay. So yeah, so he, the teacher would take her to go visit him, so they could try to keep him on track. Is that a uh, is that legal? Is I don't. This uh, definitely sounds like it's overstepping the bounds of a teacher. <laughs> yes, this isn't a Michelle Pfeiffer movie or something. This isn't the Freedom Riders. So you know, we don't need to. You don't need to like change the system from within. I mean, teachers like that are good. I, I, I don't know. This this is crossing. If once a kid goes to jail, I don't think you should be taking other students to the jail to go visit the kid. Yeah, unless. I don't know. This is I don't know. This this is gray to me. And even Kamisha's like it, it looking back on it, I don't really know why did the teacher did this. Yeah. I feel kind of weird about it. But anyway, it's a good thing, I guess. So yes, great for Kamisha and what this teacher did, I guess. I wouldn't want my kid to be taken to a prison to visit some kid who sell, was selling cocaine. I agree. I wouldn't want my kid to know this kid anymore. But that's just me as a parent. I'd be furious that you knew the kid. Yeah. But Kamisha never said I knew he was selling cocaine. True. He just was a narcissist, good-looking dude. I think my teacher was trying to create a support system for him of people that he could depend on that wouldn't humiliate or belittle him, which is, that's a good thing. Shout out to this teacher. That sounds like they're, that's good. He was released and received a suspended sentence, meaning that if he committed another crime, he would have to serve the full sentence. He came back to school and finished, oh, wow, so he got out? He must not have been selling that much cocaine. Mm. They brought helicopters and shit to the school, though? I thought he was Pablo Escobar. <laughs> Yeah, this is a minor. Sounds like a minor drug offense. Anyway, and he was a and, well, and he was a minor as well, literally. So, <laughs> uh, I think <laughs> six years later he was arrested again for drug manufacturing and distribution. But now he was sentenced to ten years and was released in 2017. Hmm. I'd hoped that he would stay out. I did write him when he was incarcerated, but we did not maintain contact by the time he was released. He got out, got a social media account and a smartphone. I never okay. thought he would stay out of trouble. I just hoped that he would con he would stay under the radar. I didn't imagine he would know any other way to make money. He struggled academically, and from what I understand, his immediate family was okay with the income he provided, either selling drugs or robbery. Mm. Cut to the day before Thanksgiving 2022, and I scroll down my timeline. I see his face and a headline that says, Florida man drinks bleach after jury finds him guilty of armed robbery. Wow. Apparently, he'd been incarcerated since 2018 awaiting trial. He had only made it a few months before he was back behind bars. As with all things with Jermaine, he just wasn't able to make his way out of it. Thanks for reading my story, and here's a link to the article. Yeah. So thank you, Kamisha. Uh, all jokes aside, recidivism is terrible in this country. Um, people do not get sent to prison to... Uh, become better members of society. There is no pathway to be reintegrated into society. And that's why the recidivism rates are so high. People get out. They are now 
marked with a scarlet letter. They and know like, any, they don't, well, he, for him specifically, he didn't know any other way. The only way he knew how to make money was to sell cocaine. Yeah. And now you've been to prison for it. And so now you're a felon. You can't even get a job if you want a job. Yeah. And so how else are you going to make money? Bills exist and money and you want to live life. So you got to go back to what you know. And so it's, that's the, and that's what the prison pipeline is. This kid was 17, 16. Mm-hmm. And that early he was snatched up by the system and put into the cycle. Mind fucked up. Drinking bleach. You know, so that's really fucked up. Um, so shout out to Kamisha. Thank you for sharing and shedding light on something that's very real and doing it. Had some funny moments and stuff. And, that, you know, so it went all around. It went all around. The, it ran the gamut. Like, and so we appreciate that. Thank you. Once again, Kamisha, shout out to you. You know what it is. Stay up. Kamish. Kamish. The Kamish. Affirmative Murder is brought to you by My Life in a Book. With Mother's Day right around the corner, I just know you guys are thinking about a truly special gift for your mom. But let me tell you about a pretty priceless gift. MyLifeInABook.com It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book that you could pass down from generation to generation, which I think is a pretty awesome memento to leave behind. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. Your mother or the mother can either type her response or record her voice. MyLifeInABook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It would be like preserving her voice and her stories for all of eternity. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories, and this is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm in the middle of my MyLifeInABook.com journey, and I'm really excited to see how it turns out. I've been asking some pretty thought-provoking and funny questions, and... You know, I'm excited to see the response, but I'm also just excited to have the physical book in my hands and know that I can look back on it in 20, 30 years. The interface is super user friendly. The questions are super easy to set up. It's a breeze of a process. So what I need you to do is check out mylifeinabook.com. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code AMP. That's A-M as in Mother's Day. P at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for the mom in your life this Mother's Day. One more time. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code AMP for 10% off today. Uh, anyway, this is a email from Anjoli. If I didn't, if she didn't put that on there, how to say it, I would call her Anjoli. Okay. Um, and I probably have called her. I was going to ask you, how did you know how to say it? It says it right there. She did it phonetically right, right there. My okay. name is Anjoli. On, A-W-N, Joe Lee. So thank you for that. And we appreciate that. Her email kicks off with, What's up, AM fam? My name is Anjali. Obviously, I'm good if you use my name. It would actually make my day. Anyway, I was born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's where the, the baby's from. Uh, and from 1992 to 1994, between the ages of 12 and 14 years old, I used to hang out at my, at my godmother's house who stayed on the east side of Charlotte over near an old mall we had here called Eastland Mall. My godmother's husband used to hang out with a guy that stayed downstairs named Louis. Downstairs where? From the her house, I guess, not the mall. Oh, okay. But that didn't that wasn't clear, Anjali. And if he stayed downstairs from the mall, <laughs> that's like a kid's dream. So I so I don't think that's the I don't know that that's a thing you can do. Yeah, I think she means downstairs. Like maybe they lived in an apartment building. Okay, some clarity would have been nice. That's fine, <laughs> Anjali. Do your thing. Anyway, that's Fran asking those questions. I don't need those questions. I don't need those answers. Anyway. He seemed nice enough. He always waved and spoke to us when he saw us kids or my godmother outside, but he never came up to the house. 
After knowing him for a while, we began to notice that he kept a light. He kept a lit Christmas tree in the window all year round. Mm. Weird. Uh, yeah, that's weird. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. A little weird. It's not weird enough that I'm scared, but it's like, oh, it's like funny weird. Like, that's the guy that always said. Yeah. That's a, like almost like a, a marker. If I was giving somebody directions to my house, like, it's it's March, it's it's August. I'm like, yeah, the when you see the house that has a Christmas tree in the window, you're, you're, you're here. <laughs> yeah. So that it's, it's funny like that. Not weird. I wouldn't call it weird. Weird is a, weird is a stretch for me. I'd say it's like uh, interesting. It's unusual. It's unusual. Yeah. And it's lit. Yeah, that just means he loves. Maybe that's how he lights up his. You know, he just keeps some light. You know, how you have a night light. You know, he might use that to like. You know, be, be lit up at night when he goes to the bathroom and stuff. So, so he keep he kept uh, he keeps a lit tr- Christmas tree in his window all year round. And though he was not a very nice looking man, he constantly had different women coming and going, and even had a pregnant woman fighting another lady until the police were called. Mm. Damn. My guy was doing his thing. I don't know. We don't need to. We don't need to criticize his looks. You know, clearly he had the sauce. Yeah, something. And you know what they say about the sauce, friend? The sauce is forever. You know. Is that what they say? Yeah. Some guys see. Some guys have juice. Like Jermaine. Jermaine had juice in high school. Mm-hmm. But when you have the sauce, forty, fifty, it's it's always it's, it's always there. Juice is like young, athletic, good looking, green eyes from Boston. That's the juice. That's the juice. Okay. Sauce is just like, you can't put a pin on it. You can't, it's not shoes. It's not, but sauce is like just inherent. Okay. And when you have the sauce, you can be not traditionally handsome and still be doing your thing. Mm. So shout out to this guy for having the sauce. I feel like I just said all these nice things. It's going to be like, anyway, he ate a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's, see what, let's see what happens. So it started getting more weird when a couple of times while my godmother's husband was at work, Lewis would come upstairs asking for him. And after she told him her husband wasn't home, he would still try to talk his way into the house. Okay. That, that's alarming for sure. Yeah. Several months after those instances occurred, my godmother and her family moved to a different apartment complex. Just moved a few. Oh. They moved to a different apartment complex, just a few minutes away from their last one. About a few weeks later, Lewis their old neighbor moved to the to the same complex. Mm, I know it. Ooh, that's know it. super weird. Once there, he tried getting into my godmother's apartment again while her husband was gone. Okay, so take back everything I said. This guy doesn't have the sauce. During this time period, we kept seeing different women on the news who had been found raped and murdered in their homes. Shit. Strangled. However, there was no signs of forced entry. In March of 1994, I was at home when my father got a call from my godmother. He sounded so surprised and frantic by what my godmother had told him. Then he turned and said that the strange dude that seemed to have followed my godmother and her family to their new complex was just arrested and was on the news suspected of murdering 90 women across the country, but charged with murdering 11 women in Charlotte and South Carolina. Holy shit. My godmother's neighbor was who they had named the Charlotte Strangler, and the Taco Bell Strangler because he was a manager at the Taco Bell What? up the street from where he had stayed as well as three of his victims worked for him at Taco Bell. His other victims were women he had charmed and befriended who had led him into their homes unsuspectingly. One of his victims was his own girlfriend's roommate. This dude was so charming that even after he was locked up, after being charged with the murders, 
he was able to sweet talk a female CO into letting him out of his cell and locking herself inside. Shaking my... Oh, this guy does have the sauce. Oh, yeah. I take back... Yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I, you got to call it like it is. I'm an umpire in this situation. I got to call it. That's straight down the that, line. No, that's different level. This guy's sauced up. He's goaded with the that's sauce. No, he's goaded with the sauce for sure. That's insane. He's a horrible killer, a terrible rapist, murderer, awful. But that's an insane level of game. Imagine being so damn charming you can pull that off. Let me out of my cell and then, baby, hey, lock yourself in here So and then tell him I, I attacked you and I put you in there. That's crazy. Okay, okay, daddy. That's crazy. That's wild. How crazy is that? Very crazy. Uh, very cra- crazy, Anjali. He was apprehended before he could actually escape. Uh, we figured that the reason he kept coming upstairs trying to get into the house while my godmother's husband was away was because she most likely would have been one of his last victims. Yeah. Yes, that's that's very much a, a thing you can you know discern from that. He was convicted and sentenced to death row where I believe he remains today. Anyway, that's my tale. That's my tale from the hood. I just want to say I love you guys and everything you stand for and stand up for. I'm a gay black female. And when I listen to you guys, I wish I had friends like you when I was growing up a confused, terrified preacher's kid who was so sheltered that I never heard of gay or lesbians until I went to high school in 1995 when I met other LGBTQ students. I literally thought I was the only person who felt this way. Keep doing what you're doing, and I'll be cheering you on all the way. Oh, yeah. Fran, what I love, love, love you to death. However, Alvin is my birthday twin, 430 Taurus, and, and what, what? And I got to stick with the Tauruses. Happy holidays. And how dare you? Shout out to Anjali. My, my treacherous, she's my treacherous twin, Fran. Yeah. She's my treacherous twin, for yeah. sure. That's no question about that. Um, yeah, Taurus gang, for sure. You see it. Uh, inked up, inked my whole body. Uh, I'm just flexing at you. I can't see that. Turn my body. Oh, I see. You see it? Yeah. yeah, bull. We on we on that bull shit. Mm-hmm. Me, Anjali, and The Rock. We all have the same tattoo. Mm. So yeah. Uh yeah. So anyway, shout out to Anjali. Thank you so much, and thank you for being on my side. You Great know, story. it's 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 uh it's hard out here. You know, it's um sometimes I feel lonely and people don't. They everybody's friends star. Oh, for team friend. And so it's nice. Um, it's just nice to. It's just nice. So thank you, Anjali, and I appreciate you. Um, anyway, we're gonna do one more email before we get out of here. Uh, that was a great email. Yes. Crazy story. That's insane. Ninety. Huh. Anyway, this starts off. Um, I don't know how to say your name. I'm so sorry. I wish you would have did one of those. Th- Maybe it's at the bottom. And and it doesn't say don't say my name or do say my name. So I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna say your name. It says two AMP. They know once we read the story. Yeah. Yeah. They know. Two AMP. I'm, and they get right into it. Not high or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Two AMP. I met my best friend in art school 10 to 12 years back. We quickly bonded over a shared interest, perspectives, and art design. As a, as a helpful context, we were both queer, bisexual, opinionated, creative, and therapy-loving, introspective. Damn. Match made in heaven. Yeah, shit. Jeez. I'm, yeah, I'm going to do that again. <laughs> as a helpful context, we were both queer, bisexual, opinionated, creative, and therapy-loving, introspective dot 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 so more things yeah there couldn't be a better pairing of friends i don't know i disagree with that knucks me yep got you boom. boom uh over the years we were bridesmaids at each other's weddings our kids were best friends out of the womb mm. naturally considered each other our chosen family celebrating holidays and birthdays together that's dope man that's really that's cool dope. yeah it's good to, yeah it's good to find lifelong friends it's, you know friendship is about quality not quantity yes keep that in mind people always as life goes, we grew as people but seemed to stay tight. 
Fast forward to the reason for my writing. Within the last year, our dynamic has been unrecognizable, and most weeks feel like we are barely acquaintances. Oh, damn. Shit. Damn. I don't even want Damn, that breaks my heart. Oh, shit. A series of moments, events, and conversations led us to feeling like strangers. I'm not sure how helpful it'd be to get into, into a detailed play-by-play, so I'll spoil the current state of things and provide what context I can after. Pause. This is how she's, she got me. I'm hooked. Yes. I'm hooked now. Because it, it started off like best of friends. She got us knucking up. Yes. You know, and now she's like, now nah, that's all over now. Yeah. Around September 2021, my best friend admitted that she'd been in love with me for a not insignificant portion of our friendship. On and off for a decade, she experienced these feelings and never opened up. I was hella surprised. <laughs> I love a good hella. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love a good hella every now and then. It went out of style for a bit, but it's dropping one in. Love a good hella. Yeah. <laughs> I was hella surprised, mainly because I am trash at keeping secrets or not acting on my feelings or attractions. Still can't comprehend the how of it all. Let us go back a few, a few years for some necessary context and background. I split from my spouse when our son was one, year old, was one year old. Unrelated, but a year later, my friend and their spouse decided to open their marriage up for a good while. We all were living our best lives, having new experiences after initially settling down so young, checking things off our respective kinky, non-monogamous bucket list. Okay, no, it's okay. getting steamy in here. Get it in. No, it's getting steamy in here, and I want to know, are you saying that you were experimenting with the homies? Get it in. Because that's next level. Because I ain't never seen France Dong nux me. Sure. Do you, do you not want to nux me? I don't want to see it. I just was saying. I don't nux. know what. They were nux. And we don't have to. Yeah. We can still be great, great friends, friends and not see each other's uh, slongs. Yeah. But if that's, what, if that's what this person is saying, I think that that's dope. But the, now you're graying the lines, though. So it, now it when messy. you. It's, it's getting, getting messy. messy. Yes. And I just want to make sure I'm understanding what they're saying. I don't. And so it sounds like either they're saying I it sounds like this person is saying I broke up with my spouse and I was doing my thing. Mm-hmm. And then my friend, my best friend opened up their marriage and they were doing their thing. Yeah. But I don't think that they're necessarily saying we intertwined. Okay. We just were both doing our thing and telling oh, okay. stories and trading them off and being like, I did this. And there was a uh, fuzzy, fuzzy slippers. And That's not what I got. Feathers. You thought she was, you thought they were saying I opened up my marriage and then I was broken up. So then we started doing stuff. That's yeah. what you thought. Yeah. I thought that too. But I, but based on my context clues, her being shocked when her friend says that they have strong feelings for them. That tells me that maybe they hadn't done anything or that this person is so player that they're like, Oh, you were, you weren't, you couldn't just have fun. Yeah. You caught feelings? Yeah, you thought I was feeling you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she called the homie a munch, friend? That's wild. No, you can't you can't call the homie a yeah, munch like that. that. No, no, not when we're just we're experimenting and stuff, having a good time. You can't, you can't. Don't call them a munch like that. This is crazy. So anyway, yeah, so non-monogamous bucket list, da-da-da-da-da. All the while, we are strictly friends. So that clears that up. We are strictly friends. Okay. Th- through all this experimentation, we're friends. I'm telling I'm telling them my stories. They're telling me their stories. But we're just friends. Close friends, almost family. Yeah. Whole non-amorous love. Oh, I never even heard that term before. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So much so that the running poke became, let's start a commune together and we should document this for the eventual documentary film on how we ended up in a commune. Uh, That sounds culty now. Now we're getting culty. This place is This thing's going all over the place, but you know something? I'm loving the ride. We love- I don't know. Uh, 
You want me to stop? No. (laughs) We loved each other. So in the summer of 2021, we decided to pull the trigger and make the commune life a reality. Do we have to use that term? Is there another term you can use? Commune? Yeah. What do you mean? What's wrong? I don't know. It's a commune. They all live on a compound together and like, you know, make, gro- you know, groceries and stuff. Make- property. You can't say. Uh, no, nah, it's commune, bro. They wanted, that's the part of the life. They wanted to, all, all our kids play together and we all live on the same land and we till the land and we grow our own food and all that, that stuff. Yeah, that's a commune. That's what they did. We loved each other. So in the summer of 2021, we decided to pull the trigger and make the commune life a reality. We met with their realtor, okay. had lunch with an architect and signed off on the proposal they drew up for the construction. Oh, this is a whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. They weren't bullshitting. They weren't just like making up a tent city. They were making a real commune. I think this is dope. These were my lifelong friends. I was sure of it. And then over Legos, I learned my BFF was sometimes in love with me. Okay, I guess. Some more background. The catalyst for the conversation during which she disclosed feelings for me was my concerns about our friendship as we were seriously pursuing our blended family commune. We all agreed early on that a new level of of intimacy and candidness living together would be necessary. Yeah. This you, you have to make sure you're on the yeah. It sounds right like page. yeah. Listen, I'm not this person, and now I'm starting to understand why they didn't leave their name because this is yeah, this yeah. is like you're putting your business out there, yeah, yeah. and I love it. And so I like that either say don't put my name out there if you're going to send emails like this, or don't put your name on it. Yeah. But I love juice and I love hot goss. But what I will say is, person who's to not be named. You, it sounds like you guys created a very gray situation. Yeah. yeah. And using terms like new intimacy. And if you guys were talking to each other like that, yeah. I could see how if somebody did have feelings at any point. It sounds like you're agreeing to go into something that's different than just best, besties. It's some holes. It's some yeah. holes. It's like, uh, it seems risky. Very risky. Very much so. And it sounds like the person who wrote this email was like, no, but we're like family. So I yeah, didn't even yeah. need to be clear in what I was saying. Right. They knew I just meant we are going to live together and still be homies. Yeah. And it sounds like the friend is like one already had feelings yeah. that they were keeping to themselves. And now here you come recently broken up or broken up. Not re- maybe not recently at this point that the commune is happening, but as you were in a relationship and now you're not, and now you're using words like next level and intimacy and living together and lifestyle. A lot of these words are very like partnery and bondy. That's why I got the, that they, they opened were up their relationship for her, for her, for, her for this person. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to put blame on you, but it sounds like this this is very gray. At least for your friend, I kind of understand. Like, if I have feelings and you're being like, let's live together on this land and let's change the labels Sending of this. The wrong messages a little bit. It's just a little not wrong. I don't like that word, but okay. like confusing. Okay, I agree. With confusing. That. I agree I'll with say. That. I agree with that. You know, it sounds not, like it's not clear. Not clear. Yes, I like that better than yeah. I like that better than confusing. I like because it sounds like a great idea. Commune, live together, but then you're like, "Hey, also, also, friend, bestie, friend, best, bestie, best friend. That's my best friend. Go, best friend. We need to change the dynamics and like become more intimate and more close in how we interact." And she, and the friend's probably like, "Oh, really? Well, you know, we have an open marriage. Like, if you want to become a polyamorous, type, that might be what they're thinking." Yeah. And they they already never told you that they were that they were feeling you, right? You know, they already they already didn't have enough courage to tell you that they were feeling you, let alone invite you into their relationship. Yeah. They probably just thought that's the track that it seemed like you guys were on. You guys are going to open up, get loans together and build land. That sounds very intimate. Yes. This is a commitment. Anyway, I'm done giving my two cents on your relationship. This is your business. We're here for. Yeah, true. Unqualified advice. Yes, but don't take it. 
Don't just, listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> don't make decisions on your life based on the things that you've said. Yeah. I don't know how to say rural. Don't listen to me. It? It's impossible. It's a hard word. Anyway, so yeah, so they gave some more background information and um, about the catalyst for the, the conversation where her friend admitted that they had feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, the, they said that we all agreed early on that a new level of intimacy and candidness living together would be necessary. And we wanted to air out any and everything. One way I did this was in the form of a several page letter penned to my friend about my perceptions, concerns, and confusions. So I'll share that here for your knowledge. Uh, the short of it is I didn't reciprocate her feelings. Our commune dream died and I lost my friends. Mm. When thinking and writing about this process, I referred to my experience as being dropped by my friends because I wasn't DTF. Oh, that's okay. I, and you know something I was going to speak, but that's what, she, what they go on to say is that's a gross oversimplification. Yeah. But looking back at the moments and the comments that they made over the years, I think I missed all their hints and suggestions because we were friends. I assumed it was the honesty in our dynamic. Not sure how well I painted a picture of the circumstances. There's honestly so much I left out of I, I left out or breezed over. But I hope I shared something related to the hindsight, the hindsight friends topic. So I think this is in relation to um, the Shinquella Robinson story in some way, a light version of that. We mm-hmm. just spoke about in yeah. that story, you spoke about like who you think are your friends and how you think you're so, such close friends. But then, you know, in hindsight, you could be wrong about that. And I think that was just this this person's insight on that with their own personal experiences. But what I'll say is that's tough for both sides because it sounds like your friend was in the friend zone and you didn't know that they were in the friend zone. You thought they were your best friend. Yeah. But they were just biding their time until you would accept them as more than just a friend. Despite you getting married, them getting married, you both having kids, they still hung around in there. At least this is how the person, I can tell this is how the person in the email feels like, what, what of our friendship is true if you always right. wanted to fuck me? Right. Yeah. You know? And I think that their friend is like, at least me trying to, the friend, obviously I don't have their side, but it feels like, if you just wanted to fuck somebody, you wouldn't get a bank loan and try to build a house and everything like that. But it sounds like they were in love with you in a, in a, in a, in a serious way and thought that maybe you guys could be in some kind of a three-way relationship or that they could have you and not have to give up their family, you know, which is probably the ideal dream of theirs. And now that you're talking a commune, it sounds possible. Like, oh, I can still have my family and my kids and everybody's happy. And we all live on the same, we all live on the same thing. And me and you have our thing. Yeah. And that's like perfect. And we can be best friends who hook up sometimes. And to them, that sounds like a beautiful thing. But to you, you're like, oh, I never thought of you like that. Not once ever. And now I'm second guessing if we ever really were friends, if you at any point thought of those things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, If you at any point, I'm thinking we're family and you're like, yeah, I'll come over and help you move. And then maybe you'll fuck me after I help you move. So if those are the, if that's the basis of your friendship, then you're starting to doubt anything. So I hear the, I can hear the resentment in, they stopped being my friends because I wasn't DTF. And I understand that. And if I said anything that you felt like I was uh, blaming you or anything like that, I'm, I apologize. But it is, it's just a murky situation on both, both sides. Because like, like they went on to say that they said that that was an oversimplification of the situation. I agree. I feel like I don't think your friend just wanted to fuck you. I think they liked you in a serious way. They also probably wanted to have sex with you as well. And you thought you had the best friend of your lifetime. And both of you realized something at the same time in a conversation that was in, in the process of doing something 
the most intimate thing you guys could do, like buying a property together and living together. Yeah. And that's when you, when you guys are about to do the most intimate thing you can do, you find out your friends in love with you and your friend finds out, Oh, I never thought of you that way at all. So th- those are two revelations that you both got. And then, you know, what happened happened. And so that sucks, man. You know, friendships are important and that's a bummer. But uh, thanks for that. Per- that was really that was a really interesting email. It was different too. It was like yeah, wasn't true crime related really. It was like very unique, and I appreciate that. That was like that was cathartic. Like that was a very like intimate thing to read. And so thank you for that person that will remain un- unnamed, and we appreciate you. But um, folks, this has been another affirmative murders tale from the hood. Many sold. Um, again, that's affirmative murder at gmail.com. If you have any interesting emails that you want to send to us, get them to us. Whatever the listen, we just read that one. If that tells you what we'll read on, if that doesn't tell you what we'll read on here, I don't know what else will. We are just interested and fascinated in the human experience, man. Send us what's going on in your life. If if it's fascinating, interesting, crazy, unbelievable, life altering, life changing, we want to hear about it. Also, if you have crazy neighbors hoarding stories, uh, twisty, crazy stories that go left, and when you so thought right. they were gonna go right, yeah. Any anything you have, send it to us. Obviously, we'll read over it, and if we think it's fascinating or interesting, we're gonna read it on the show. And if you want to send in that audio, you know what to do. Affirmative murder at gmail.com Tales from the hood. Do not read it in front of a marching band. Do not read it uh, at a football game. Yeah. Don't read it while you're cooking Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner. Uh, you know. Um, don't don't read it while somebody's practicing drums in the room. Just you know, go somewhere quiet enough. I'm not saying it needs to. Be, you need to be in like a sound cha- proof chamber. Yes, but like you know, if you're at a kennel, don't do it. So there. we can play it. So we so can play, play it. People need to listen. It needs yes. to be pleasing to the ears. Like we can't hear you guys going over speed bumps and your windows <laughs> down. And you know, we, let's not. Let's just go somewhere ni- nice and quiet enough. Not we're not asking for a lot of quiet. Just quiet enough. But yeah, affirmative murder at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much. This is always so fun. We hope you guys are enjoying it. It feels like you are. And so we're going to continue to do it. But we can't do that without your help. So again, get those emails in. We'd love to have you. But until next time, Fran, let them know. Always be on the lookout. See you guys next week.